Only a couple of weeks ago, we saw a story about a rental truck pulling into a parking lot and chucking entire bags of United States Postal Service mail onto the ground and leaving it there. Now, these bags didn't contain mail-in votes or absentee ballots, but people started freaking out because we're expecting 80 million votes to go through the United States Postal Service. If this can happen to random USPS mail, why wouldn't it happen to mail-in votes? And that can swing an election. The Washington Post says more than 500,000 mail-in votes were rejected in this primary. And if that transfers over to the general election, then there are going to be lawsuits and battles, fights that will seemingly go on forever. Well, now we're learning exactly what happens when you do have these votes go through the mail. In one story, bags including absentee ballots were found chucked into a ditch. And there you go. It was obvious, right? And we also have this announcement from the DOJ of the Middle District of Pennsylvania. They say that a small batch of ballots were discarded. All of them were votes for Donald J. Trump. Now, this wasn't the biggest batch of ballots in the world. It was only nine. But when you combine all of these stories together, Trump is not wrong to say that there are serious problems with mail-in voting. Now, the Washington Post has reported before, guess who is going to be hurt most by this? First-time voters? Minority voters? Why? These are people who are more likely to need assistance because they are less familiar, at least according to the Washington Post. I don't know. Maybe that's racist. But that's what they're saying. So why would the Democrats then be advocating for a system that is so clearly broken? And why would the media be propping this system up? Well, as it turns out, the Democrats are starting to pivot away from mail-in voting. And there it is. You know what that says to me? They just don't know what they're doing. They pushed mail-in voting so hard and all of these problems emerged. And only now do they finally realize the system's broken and it's going to hurt you. I blame the media, the media who desperately tries to claim every single thing Trump says is wrong, keeps tricking Democrats into believing fake news. And therein lies the problem. You see, whatever group we're in, conservatives, moderates, you know, anti-establishment types, whatever, we're less trusting of the media. And that means we're looking for answers and trying to fact check things on our own. But these people who just blindly follow the media, which is mostly Democrats, end up following fake news for too long. And then by the time they figure out what's really going on, it's too late. Now, if you were to come to me and say that Donald Trump is going to win in a landslide, I'd want to believe you. I really would, because we're seeing Trump doing really well among union working class voters. It's a big story. It's what he needs to win. The New York Times is saying it, and now we're seeing it. So here's what I want to talk about today. Mail-in voting is clearly broken. And although the Democrats are trying to pivot away from it, I wonder why they pushed so hard in the first place. Sure, we can make assumptions that they're just really dumb, like I was saying, or maybe there's something more malicious and they're cheating. You know, Will Chamberlain, I cited him when he said this last time, he's, he's, he runs humanevents.com and he's a Trump supporter. He said, Absentee ballots are high integrity because you request them. There's a chain of custody, essentially. But mail-in voting is low integrity. And if you're trying to reduce the integrity of our election, we can only assume it's because you're trying to cheat. So even though we see big working class support for Trump and support from the black vote, I wonder if there's something dirtier behind what's going on. And that's why the DOJ is showing us this story. Regardless of all of that, in my opinion, let me just tell you what this means. The legal battles have begun. 
If only nine Trump ballots are being thrown away, it doesn't matter. There are going to be so many lawsuits, we may never get the results of this election. And of course, now what are we seeing? The media is once again saying Donald Trump is planning a coup and he will refuse to accept the results of the election. Listen, challenging a contested ballot box or ballots is not staging a coup. Y'all need to calm down. But let's read the story and see exactly what's going on. Why is the DOJ saying this? Let's find out. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you would like to support my work. There are many ways you can give. I got a P.O. box if you want to send me some stuff. But the best thing you can do, share this video. Seriously, if you think I do a good job, the most powerful thing you can do is share because it would it, look if everybody who watches video shared it, my channel would be bigger than CNN, MSNBC and Fox News like that. Think about it. If you don't think I deserve it, then by all means don't. But also you can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, stick around for more videos. But let's get back to the news. From the Department of Justice, U.S. Attorney's Office, Middle District of Pennsylvania, they say, statement of U.S. Attorney freed on inquiry, uh, U.S. Attorney freed on inquiry into reports of potential issues with mail-in ballots. They say Harrisburg on Monday, September 21st, 2020, at the request of Luzerne County District Attorney Stephanie Salavantes, the Office of the United States Attorney, along with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Scranton Resident Office, began an inquiry into reports of potential issues with a small number of mail-in ballots at the Luzerne County Board of Elections. Since Monday, FBI personnel working together with the Pennsylvania State Police have conducted numerous interviews and recovered and reviewed certain physical evidence. Election officials in Luzerne County have been cooperative. At this point, we can confirm that a small number of military ballots were discarded. Investigators have recovered nine ballots at this time. Some of those ballots can be attributed to specific voters and some cannot. All nine ballots were cast for presidential candidate Donald Trump. One inquiry remains ongoing. and We expect later today to share our up to date findings with officials in Luzerne County. It is the vital duty of government to ensure that every properly cast vote is counted. I know what the left is going to say right away. Oh, it's just nine votes, man. Come on. Yeah. And it's just one inquiry. It's just one investigation. What about all across the country? Let's show, let, let, let's, let, me, let me show you what people are so worried about. Video shows USPS mail being dumped in a California parking lot. A postal union says USPS employees weren't involved. It doesn't matter if they were. USPS is not as secure as our traditional voting system, our in-person voting system. So if the, if, if, if the United States Postal Service is using contractors and contractors can do this, the holes in the system are worse than any of us realize. From Fox News one hour ago, well, one hour since, you know, before I recorded this video, Wisconsin authorities investigate trays of mail, absentee ballots found in ditch. Police are investigating how the mail ended up near the intersection of a highway. Maybe it was an accident. OK, I'm going to stop. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe somebody was driving a truck and a door popped open and oh, no, a bag went flying. Man, that's brutal. That's so unfortunate. And it lowers the integrity of our elections. And it's not fraud. It's not even impropriety. It's an accident. Why should we increase the likelihood of an accident if that were the case? Now, I kind of lean towards someone probably chucked a bag of mail into a ditch. But let's read the story. They say police are investigating how three trays of mail including absentee ballots, ended up in a ditch in Wisconsin, a swing state whose voters could prove crucial in the upcoming elections. The Outagamish County Sheriff's Office said the mail was found around 8 a.m. 
Tuesday morning near the intersection of Highway 96 and CB near the Appleton International Airport and was immediately returned to the U.S. Postal Service, Fox 11 reported. The U.S. The United States Postal, Serv- Postal Inspection Service immediately began investigating, and we reserve further comment on this matter until that is complete. USPS spokesman Bob Sheehan said in a statement, the incident comes a mere five weeks before the presidential election, which has been steeped in partisan bickering over the system of mail-in and absentee ballots and wavering trust in the alternate system. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, which marked a grim milestone this week, over 200,000 deaths in the U.S., voters are expected to cast ballots by mail in record numbers. Quote, we expect more than three million Wisconsin residents to vote in the November election, which means even more first time absentee by mail voters. Megan Wolf, the Elections Commission's administrator, said in a statement earlier this month, Wolf said that before the pandemic, only about six percent of Wisconsin voters cast an absentee ballot by mail. During the state's presidential preference primaries in April, that number jumped to 60 percent when 1.1 million of the 1.55 million votes were absentee by mail. During the uh, partisan primary in August, Wolf said approximately 82 percent of the 867,000 votes cast were absentee, either by mail or in the clerk's office. One big question. If people don't feel safe, why don't they just vote absentee? Why do we need to mail out universal ballots to everybody? This is going to swing elections and Donald Trump is going to sue for it. So what are they claiming? They're claiming that Donald Trump is trying to stage a coup for saying, hey, they just threw a bunch of mail in votes in the gutter. And in one instance, they were all for me. Donald Trump challenging that is not staging a coup. Donald Trump pointing this out is not staging a coup. From the Washington Post, more than 500,000 mail ballots were rejected in the primaries. That could make the difference in battleground states this fall. From NBC 10 Philadelphia, 20,000 mail-in ballots didn't count in PA's primary, half the 16, 2016 victory margin. Now, what happens when you'd say, you say 20,000 and they say that's half the victory margin? No, 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 no. The primary or the general if we extrapolate that into the general election when everyone votes, it is going to be presumably more, right? Unless they are talking about the primary. Either way, Pennsylvania is a very important swing state that we, it seems to be like it's going to swing for Donald Trump, particularly when you consider what Politico has to say about it. They say rank and file union members snub Biden for Trump. In some unions, especially the the building trades, support for the president remains solid, despite the efforts of labor leaders to convince members otherwise. So in PA, where you got got a lot of working class Democrats, we're seeing these votes don't count. Well, here we go. Trump refuses to commit to a peaceful transition of power after Election Day. They couldn't wait to print the story that Trump is trying to stage a coup. Okay, CNN is not saying that. But of course, that's the general idea. I have to apologize to you guys. I do. Because how many times have I done videos on all the problems we've seen with mail-in voting? And it does kind of feel like it's getting redundant, doesn't it? Well, this was what they were waiting for. All of these stories come out. I talk about it. People hear about it. People talk about it. Donald Trump hears about it and says, look at all of these problems. I'm going to have to file some lawsuits if we see that these ballots aren't being counted properly. And what do they say? Trump refuses to commit to a peaceful transition of power after Election Day. Well, apparently Trump said, of course, there will be a peaceful uh, transition of power. In fact, even the Democrats have said 
The only circumstance where there won't be violence is if Joe Biden wins in a landslide because Trump will peacefully transfer power. So are they acknowledging that if there is a contested vote, Trump won't just walk away? Why make it seem like that's a coup? Hillary Clinton said Joe Biden shouldn't uh, concede under any circumstances. So is that staging a coup? Is that the Democrats trying to steal the election, refusing to concede? No. If the ballots are contested, then they should be challenged and we'll go through them and see who won. The problem? It's not Donald Trump demanding mail-in voting. It's the Democrats. So then it kind of seems like it's on them. CNN says President Donald Trump on Wednesday would not commit to providing a peaceful transition of power after Election Day, leading further fuel to concerns he may not relinquish his office should he lose in November. Well, we're going to have to see what happens, Trump said, when asked whether he'd commit to a peaceful transition, one of the cornerstones of American democracy. Trump has previously refused to say whether he would accept the election results, echoing his sentiments from 2016. And he has joked, he says, about staying in office well past the constitutionally bound two terms. They're referring to the memes Trump posted from Carpe Donctum, who is a, a, a Trump supporting meme smith, where the, it's, it's playing that song. Dun, 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 and it's showing the Trump sign say Trump 2020, Trump 2024, 2028, 2032. And it just keeps incrementing up and then it says Trump forever. Yes, that's a joke. Trump is joking about more terms because they can't let it go. They freak out about it. They say Trump's refusal to guarantee a violence free. Oh, you see how they've changed it now. A violence free transition went further and is likely to alarm his opponents already on edge, given his deployment of federal law enforcement to quell protests in American cities. His reluctance to commit to a peaceful transition was rooted in what he said were concerns about ballots extending his false assertion that widespread mail-in voting is rife with fraud. I want to give a round of applause to CNN for giving us this garbage of an article and injecting a lie. False assertion. What do you mean false? I just, I just literally just read that, that Trump votes got thrown in the trash, that a, a truck dumped mail in a parking lot, <laughs> that in Wisconsin, people found absentee mail ballots in a ditch. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe all of these things are happening and it's not fraud. Well, how can you falsely say it's fraud if you haven't proven what's causing these rejections? Let me tell you, Donald Trump would be, would, would be, would better serve the American people if he didn't say fraud. He said inaccuracy and impropriety and maybe accidents. But when Trump says fraud, and he does, he does say more than just fraud. He does talk about potential accidents. They latch onto fraud. And that's not true. There is mail fraud. We had several people get indicted and arrested recently. Is it, what, Define widespread. That's the issue. Where they say widespread mail-in voting fraud. Define widespread, CNN. What does that mean? Yeah, it's an opinion. It is a personal opinion. Donald Trump has asserted there will be fraud and there will be more than normal. He's not wrong. We've uncovered a lot of it. Patterson, New Jersey, they basically canceled the election. I'm sorry. Um, while Trump may be, you know, hyperbolic or opinionated in his view of what's causing the problems, he's not wrong to say that there are things wrong with mail-in voting. And CNN is clearly covering for Democrats because even CNN, look at this, CNN's the one who reported they were dumping bags of mail in parking lots. But apparently it would be too difficult for them to add two plus two. The point, if they can dump mail, you know, if, if CNN's going to report they're dumping mail into parking lots. 
And then we're going to see reports that absentee ballots were dumped into a ditch or found in a ditch. Be careful. Couldn't you then easily surmise it's likely that people could just dump mail-in ballots wherever they want and they'll never be counted? Okay, but call it false. Here's a quote. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots and the ballots are a disaster, Trump said at a press briefing at the White House, presumably referring to mail-in ballots, which he baselessly claimed will lead to voter fraud. I don't need to go over that again, but CNN, you trash. Get rid of the ballots and you'll have a very, there won't be a transfer, frankly, there'll be a continuation, he added, saying the ballots are out of control. Senator Mitt Romney, a Utah Republican, who has stood at odds with the president in the past, slammed Trump's comments later Wednesday, quote, fundamental to democracy is the peaceful transition of power. Without that, there is Belarus, Romney tweeted. Any suggestion that a president might not respect this constitutional guarantee is both unthinkable and unacceptable. Trump has previously said his rival Joe Biden would only prevail in November if the election is rigged and suggested earlier in the day it was likely the results of the uh, of the election would be contested all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, at the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if Trump can appoint another conservative judge or at least someone who likes him, then it seems like Trump will win in that capacity. They say national polls currently show Trump trailing Biden. Those surveys of electoral battleground states are tighter. Democrats have long fretted that Trump may attempt to cling to power using the authorities of the president. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi suggested over the summer that Trump may have to be fumigated out of office if he refuses to accept the election results. Trump has not sought to tamp down on speculation he won't leave office. Asked in a Fox News interview whether he would accept the, ex- the election results, he demurred. No, I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. Of course, to them, that's justification that they can claim Trump is refusing to leave office from the Atlantic, the election that could break America. If the vote is close, Donald Trump could easily throw the election into chaos and subvert the results. Who will stop him? You know, I'm not a Republican. I'm not conservative. I'm liberal. I'm an independent leaning left. It means I'm not a Democrat. Some people say I'm, I did vote for Obama the first time. Why is it that every single story says that Trump could easily throw this into chaos? Why is the Atlantic pointing out it's the Democrats who wanted the mail-in voting? Why aren't, why aren't they pointing out that Hillary Clinton told Joe Biden not to concede under any circumstances? Why is it always Donald Trump's fault? I just don't believe you anymore. A broken clock is right twice a day. Certainly Trump must get something right every single step of the way. Trump is the bad guy. Trump did it wrong. I'm so sick and tired of this. Part of me just wants to vote for the guy because I don't even know what you're talking about anymore because you seem to think that Trump couldn't do anything right. It's always wrong. I think you're lying. And now they're putting out these scare pieces, these these fear pieces or whatever. Yes, here we go. The Trump campaign is reportedly plotting an election coup to bypass a Biden win. How Republican controlled state legislatures could be used to circumvent the results of the election to ensure a Trump victory. You know, what, man, we're in the game. You know, I, I know a lot of people mention November 3rd is going to get crazy between November 3rd, which is supposed to be election day and January 20th. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bedlam and chaos. Dude, we're already there, man. We're in it. The DOJ just put out a statement saying nine Trump votes from military uh, servicemen were, were discarded. Absentee ballots were found in a ditch. They are quite literally trashing votes and votes for Donald Trump. It's only just begun. 
And I often talk about how things move in increments, right? They were it was never going to be like we found a bag with 200,000 Trump votes in it. No, it was going to be a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit. Oh, we found some over here. We found some over there. And then what happens? They want you to become desensitized to this while simultaneously claiming it is Trump, in fact, who is going to cheat. You know, we go back to the year 2000. Bush v. Gore, the lawsuit, the votes, the hanging chads. What happened? And uh, George W. Bush won. What was was Al Gore challenging the vote? What, what was this lawsuit a coup attempt from Al Gore or from George W. Bush? George W. Bush, do you know uh, that them Bush and Gore going to court was not a coup from either side? That was chaos. I vaguely remember, and I could be wrong about this, like people egging the presidential motorcade when Bush got uh, got elected, and they were saying, "Not my president." claiming he stole it from Al Gore. Could we be headed to the exact same thing? I mean, think about it. Al Gore was the previous vice president. Then you get George W. Bush. Now we have Joe Biden, the previous vice president, going, going up against Donald Trump. Mail-in ballots are all busted. It is only, it is inevitable. There will be lawsuits. There's no way around it. I mean, the fact that nine ballots were already discovered, no one's going to let it go. And I don't expect Trump to just give up and walk away. That would be ridiculous. If you were to tell me right now that Donald Trump was going to win, I would believe you if it weren't for the cheating. But let me tell you something. I believed that in 2016. I thought Trump would win based on the enthusiasm, the fervor, the celebrity. And I ultimately just was like, nah, the the Hillary Clinton, man, come on. The Clintons aren't going to let Trump win. It's over. Then Trump won. And that kind of restored my faith in the democratic process. I got to be completely honest. I know a lot of people on the left are probably scoffing, saying, oh, harumph, Tim, you Trump supporter, how how your Trump winning was a disaster. No, Trump proved you could win like Hillary Clinton was supposed to win. Look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg report. Uh, uh, at least I'm hearing this now. Fact check me. Didn't retire under Obama because she thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. So she waited it out. Trump, Trump was not supposed to win. It shows you that it's possible to actually win. Now, I know they said something similar with Barack Obama back in 2008, because that's what I was told. But Obama was still your establishment politician type. Now, I get he was the first black president. So a lot of people thought that wasn't possible. And then with him getting elected, they're like, wow, it is possible. I, I don't I don't think uh, they cared so much about Obama being black. I think they just wanted an establishment player and Obama was willing to play ball with them. And it worked. Trump's anti-establishment. Trump is upending everything and he's making all of the establishment angry. That says to me, you really can win. And that says to me that Trump can win again. I think Trump's got the union support on his side, as I showed you earlier. I think the working class is lining up behind Trump. I was talking to a journalist recently and I, I, I was asked about undecided voters and we were having a conversation. I just said, I don't think they exist. I think I was like the last one. No joke. Seriously. It was only like a month ago. I was like, I don't know, man, I might vote for Trump. We'll see. Everybody else knew exactly what they were voting for, especially you guys who watch, you know, my conduct. You were either like, I'm probably gonna vote third party or vote for Trump. You knew. And I was the one saying, well, I'm on the fence on this one. Now I'm like, "Eh, I'm gonna vote for Trump. Will there be cheating? That's the big question. And ultimately, what will that result in 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 terms of lawsuits? The media is trying to frame it like Trump is cheating if he tries to defend himself and challenge uh, contested ballots. No, that's just part of the process. And it's why we have courts. 
Joe Biden, I'm not I'm not going to pretend, you know, when Hillary Clinton said Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances, that's not a coup. It's not. It's the same exact idea. Joe Biden should challenge every step of the way until he is told you lose. The problem is, can we get that done before December 14th? I believe that's the Electoral College deadline or before January 20th, which is supposed to be when they inaugurate the president. I don't know. I don't think so. With the Supreme Court on Trump's side, however, they may just rule in his favor, shutting it down early, and we may get the word that Trump will win, uh, that he did win. So there's one theory I can say. Maybe the Democrats know they're going to lose. And maybe the goal of this is to delegitimize a Donald Trump victory. I've mentioned it before. It's not an original idea. Many other people have brought this up. They know they can't win. So their goal is to show all these polls. You know, Joe Biden's supposed to win. And then when he loses, they'll say Trump stole it. He stole the election, not my president. And they'll use that as a pretext to try and undermine all of his policies and anything he might try to do or any, any, anything uh, um, that he will put in stone or that he will solidify. They will when, when they then get elected, they will use this narrative of Trump not being legitimate as a pretext to remove everything Trump has done. Only time will tell. And uh, we'll see how this plays out. As I noted uh, in, in the original statement from the DOJ, they've got another inquiry coming. We may learn of more ballots. Again, I know it's only nine, but we've got a bunch of stories here. And I think things are about to get really spicy because the game has the game has just begun. It's going to light up. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at youtube.com slash timcastnews starting at 6 p.m. It is a different channel from this one. Thank you so much for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Last night was actually worse than I thought it was going to be. Riots swept across the country, and the far leftists, the Black Lives Matter people, actually tried to kill several police officers on multiple occasions. Two officers have been shot. They're expected to recover. In one video, you see Molotov cocktails being thrown, or there's, there's one specific video where the, the, the extremists throw a Molotov cocktail and the cops scatter. This is getting crazy. Look, most of you are probably aware about what happened with Brianna Taylor. Just the quick context for those that are probably wondering what's going on with these riots and why are they happening now? Last night, the attorney general in Kentucky announced there will be no charges for the three cops in relation I should say, uh, directly resulting from the death of Brianna Taylor. The left has been lying over and over again. And I think we've all fallen for the lies. They said that she was in her bed when the police kicked the door with a no-knock warrant and fired, killing her. Never happened. Police knocked. It was not a no-knock warrant. They said they announced themselves. No one answered. The Bri- Brianna Taylor was in the hallway with her boyfriend and her boyfriend fired first. It's just a, an awful tragedy. The cops were executing a warrant. They knocked on the door. Nobody answered. And then it was, they say, a long period of time. So they decided we're going in. And Brad Taylor's boyfriend was in the hall when the door gets busted in and he shoots the officer in the leg, hitting the officer's femoral artery. That's that's a kill shot. So they fire back and Brad Taylor died. And it's it's unfortunate. But now what we're seeing in the wake of this, right, we already we've already had endless protests and uh, rioting here and there related to Brianna Taylor. Well, after reviewing the evidence, even CNN concluded, look, they knocked. I mean, it's a tragic, it, 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 it is a tragic event. Now, some people say it doesn't matter because the state is responsible. And thus, I believe uh, uh, the, the city or the state, I, I believe it was a city paid out a $12 million settle, wrongful death settlement to the family of Bri- Brianna Taylor because, well, she shouldn't have died. 
The taxpayers foot the bill for that, though. There, there's no real way to satisfy anybody in this in this circumstance. You can't. And thus we get this. And this is too much. Trump says he is praying for two Louisville cops shot during clashes between Black Lives Matter mob and police after Brenna Taylor decision as a suspect is taken into custody and National Guard enforce curfew. The, the riots erupted across the country. I have this tweet and it's from uh, FJ News Reporter. I'm not sure who, uh, who what, what, what this account is. They say up to date information. It's not a verified account as if that matters, but they say current protest list. Louisville riot, L.A., Detroit, St. Paul, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Columbus, New York City, St. Petersburg, Grand Rapids, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Providence, Boston, Washington, D.C., Norfolk. I'm, I'm not going to read through everything. It's, it's just <laughs> it's just too big. A lot of cities. Basically, all of the cities we saw, um, it's all the major cities. The weekend is coming and the weekend, I think we are going to see the worst of it. When the announcement was made that these officers were not going to be indicted, the fir- one of the first videos we got was a man reaching to pull out a gun and people run up and stop him. Now people are rioting and trying to kill police officers. I don't want, I don't, I, I think we got to get far away from these cities, man. And so I'll tell you what, someone asked me last night on the IRL podcast, we had uh, Maj Touré, who is uh, the founder of Black Guns Matter. He's a libertarian with many conservative values, but a lot of people didn't like to think that, you know, his, his views on race and justice and things like that and the state. And he made some, some, some comments, but in our discussion talking about freedom and security and stuff like that, somebody asked me, what should we demilitarize? And I said, I think these officers have ridiculous, you know, MRAPs, big armored vehicles, and that, that leads to escalation. But there's, there's, there's a serious problem here. It's like when these cops come out, and you're engaging in a peaceful protest, does it really matter what the cops are wearing and if they're using tear gas or foam bullets? In fact, often what we see from the police in terms of their equipment is uh, it's less lethal when it comes to these riots. But what do you do when you have mass riots like this and they're shooting cops? Should the cops not be equipped to protect themselves from bullets? And that's that's the conundrum when people say demilitarize the police. We, I think what they're referring to, and a lot of people don't understand, is that cops didn't used to be this way. And it's in, it's, it's in our lifetime and in our generation, the police have been wearing, you know, tactical gear. They look kind of like soldiers in many circumstances, even wearing camo with long guns and armored vehicles. And it used to be officer friendly in his cruiser. But this isn't an issue of like the police being evil. It's an issue of our cities becoming massive and civil unrest going insane. I'm not going to ask a cop to go out in the street when people are bringing guns and shooting the cops unless that officer feels like they're going to be safe and protected. So I don't I don't know the answers, man. I can just tell you that this it's going to get worse. You know, I think we're going to see the, the, the riots light back up. And I'll tell you what, man, it is a gift to Donald Trump. It is a gift to Donald Trump because I'll say it for the 50 billionth time. Joe Biden's staff, they were, they were bailing these people out. If in response to the Brianna Taylor verdict, these people marched peacefully or just sat in the street, put their hands up, they'd have won the day. Their, their, their message would go far and wide. In fact, in this article I have, there's someone holding a sign saying she was in her own bed. No, she wasn't. Stop. It was not a no-knock warrant. She was not in her bed. Even her boyfriend never said that. They're lying. But I'll tell you what, the message clearly worked. Because they duped me and I got it wrong a couple days ago. 
And even many conservative reporters, right wing individuals got it wrong, too. Why? Because the propaganda worked. If they just sat down and put their hands up, got arrested for blocking a roadway, they'd have won the day. Instead, they shot two cops. They lobbed a Molotov into a into a group of officers who scatter. I, I listen, man, you want to have a conversation about what's worse, dying or getting engulfed in flames. It's a tough call and everyone's going to have a different opinion. Some people would say so long as you survive, but people don't, people don't understand what it would be like having all of your skin burned and 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 it's 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 a lifetime of, of injury, a lifetime throwing fire, a firebomb at someone is, in my opinion, substantially worse than shooting it. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. And I'll tell you why. Because not only is it lethal if they can't put the fires out, it is an attempt to make sure that even if you fail at killing them, you will permanently scar and maim them for life. Now, same is true for a bullet. Same is true. But if you get struck by a bullet, they, they can perform surgery. They can help you. Uh, depending on, on, on how you get shot, you might have a full and complete recovery. But when they throw a Molotov, they're saying, even if you recover from this, you will never forget this day and you will live in pain for the rest of your life. People don't seem to understand that we have pores on our skin that release oil to protect us from uh, uh, oxidization when you, your skin starts drying out. And when you get scar tissue or burns, you have to constantly apply uh, moisturizer to prevent the drying out of skin. And it can it can damage ner- uh, nerve tips uh, and not to mention permanent scarring across your body. It is a horrifying thing to kill someone by fire or try to. And that's what they did. We're also hearing from the S- Seattle Police Department because this was everywhere, man, that they were cutting power lines to surveillance cameras. Listen, I'm not a fan of the surveillance state, but this is this, this is what we're seeing is extremism. It's extremism that's going to embolden the state. It's going to cause them to shore up their defenses and harden. And I will tell you this, if your goal was de-escalation to de- to, to take down the surveillance state, like to take, like to rescind these powers, what you need to do is prove we don't need them. So what you, here's, here's what you need. If you go out and protest and you sit in the street and put your hands up and the cops come out and arrest you, you can say, look what the cops did. We did nothing. And people will say, yeah, looks like the cops, they didn't need to be armed with those rifles and that armor. These people were just sitting there with their hands up. Perhaps we should take that out of their budget, right? Hey, you might actually start getting an argument for defunding the police. That makes sense if the people weren't constantly riding and trying to kill police officers. And now that these people went out, they have justified every single thing the police have asked for. And that is why I cannot stand these rioters. We want officer friendly back. I like the sheriff's department. You know why? You elect a sheriff. You elect them. They have their deputies. And typically, you know, you, you can talk to the guy, you know them. They're, they're not massive police departments in these cities. It becomes faceless. And so we want to figure out how to bring the police together with their communities. And there have been people who have tried, but the left doesn't want that. They want to defund the police. At the same time, they want to take your guns away. They want to burn the cities down, try and kill them, justifying every single thing the police have asked for. And you know what? I can't fault the cops for this. When the cops say we need an armored person, I'll carry because they're shooting at us. I'm like, that's true, man. I don't want the rioters to burn down my business. I don't want them to come to my house. And I want to ask for help from the police. If they come, will you stop them? And the police say to what? To the best of our ability. Okay. Then they say, but we need to be safe and we need to be able to defend ourselves. And I say, same as anybody else, right? 
So you end up with the cops wearing tactical gear for protection, weapons that, that can neutralize uh, someone who's trying to kill them. And I say neutralize because I'm not saying kill. I'm not referring to lethal weapons. I'm saying specifically, they may have long guns. They may have act- live ammunition, but they typically go out with tear gas and foam impact rounds. They're not going out straight up with live ammo. Last night, they had live ammo. Why? They were being shot at and two cops got shot. So I tell you this, man, when when the police respond to an escalation in violence, trying to protect themselves, oh, it's going to result in escalation from from these extremists. But I don't see a solution. I don't see a way out of this. So look, I want to show, look, take a look at what the AP initially reported. Louisville officer shot, but unclear if tied to protest. Man, I'm loving it, huh? I'm loving it. We knew what happened. We had people on the ground filming this. A dude said, he said they were, they were blasting at cops. And then the report dropped. Cops shot. And what did the AP say? Unclear if tied to protests. Are you kidding me? Do you even, are you even paying it? Legacy media needs to get with the program. You need to get with the program. They are so far behind the rest of us. And now people, this story is still up, mind you. I just pulled this up. Unclear. It was updated last at 9.09 PM. That's irresponsible. But maybe I'll just put it this way. It's a, it's, it's a, a relic of a bygone era. Yeah. I mean, digital media websites, that was a, the new thing for a while. Well, now we're in the era of Twitter and Facebook where information updates in real time. And they didn't update this story. Tell the people what really happened. The Black Lives Matter extremists tried to kill police officers last night. And what they, what they're going around saying about, uh, about the, you know, the cops and Brandon Taylor is just, Absolutely not true. So I want to pull up this image and show you exactly what I'm talking about. You see people crying. There were some armed uh, armed right wing groups. I guess I don't even know if you, you can call them right wing, but they were like uh, I guess they refer to them as militias. I don't know if they're exactly militias or not. So I'm trying to find the specific sign. Here we go. She was in her own bed. These people are lying. They didn't do any research. They didn't read any documents. They don't know what they're protesting. They don't know what they're protesting, and they're going out and shooting at cops, and they have no idea what they're actually talking about. Look at that. She was in her own bed. Nope. CNN of all places. No. And they still try and kill cops. Well, I'm going to try and go through a bunch of information because I, I, I've got a lot I could rant about on this man. But the first thing I want to point out, Shelby, Shelby Talcott and Ventura Report, that's uh, uh, George Ventura, they were both arrested. And as, as of right now, I, I believe they are, they are, they are still uh, locked up. I haven't seen any tweets from them. They say they were detained as law enforcement corrals protesters and mass in Louisville. It happens. And even in this regard, I don't blame cops, man. I do not blame them. We got a system problem, a systemic problem. And I'm not here to blame uh, protesters or police in terms of the system, but I'll absolutely blame the people for their individual actions. You bet. The cops arrested journalists. Should they have? No. Why did they? Antifa masquerades as press. The officers who made the arrests don't have the ability to discern who is or isn't a journalist in a heated moment when cops are being shot, when people are throwing Molotov cocktails at them, when violent riots are erupting. In this video, Shelby Talcott, who should not have been arrested. But what do you what do you do when you see this escalation? And we'll get to this philosophical stuff in a second. Repeatedly says, sir, we're press, sir, we're press. And the officer says, just stay where you are. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. I have been legit arrested 
uh, twice covering uh, unrest and protest stuff like this. And I was released both times because you just remain calm and you say, uh, pardon me, sir. Uh, I'm just a journalist. And if they and, and then I'll tell you what they, they always say to me, it doesn't matter. I say, no, no, no problem. Just just wanted to make sure you knew and do your thing. And they say, OK. And then guess what happened both times? The first time I said, excuse me, sir, um, my, my cuffs are cutting off my circulation. And the guy was like, I got you, buddy. Uh, an officer came over. He fixed my cuffs. And, he, and I said, I just want to let you know I'm press. And he goes, you got your card? And I was like, I do. It's in my wallet. They stood me up. Where's your wallet? Back pocket. Took it out. Pulled up the card. Took the cuffs off and said, all right, get out of here. That was that simple. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes you get arrested. But I understand. OK, these cops are out here. And you've got explosions in every direction. You've got people throwing things, yelling. You don't know who's who. And you've got one person saying, I'm press. It's like, dude, listen, man, I don't want to. I'm sure the cops are thinking like, I don't, I'm not here to arrest journalists. I'm just like people are, are, are throwing. They're burning things down. They're destroying businesses. And we got very serious. I'm going to let me go through some of this information. Before, and I'm worried, we'll, get, we'll get philosophical on this. Seattle PD says commanders on scene have declared ongoing protests and unlawful assembly after multiple fires have been set. Explosives have been thrown at officers and property damage in the surrounding area. Leave the area immediately or you may be subject to arrest. Even even then, let's look at this. They're saying that you're throwing explosives at them and you may be subject to arrest. I do not fault these cops, but we got system issues. Now, the police on the SPD blotter noted that they were cutting power lines to security cameras in the precinct. If you're innocent, you want security cameras. You want to make sure that people can see that you were peacefully protesting and the cops came and the cops acted a fool. But when you're acting a fool, you don't want anyone to know. The same is true for body cameras. What do I see? I see oftentimes police lie to protect their own. I see Antifa on the far left do literally the same thing. But I'll tell you what, there's accountability for the police. Not always, not always. And I get angry about it. But I know that we can have some accountability. You could file a lawsuit and, and Brandon Taylor's family won their loss. They got a settlement, massive settlement. Does it bring her life back? No. And that money's never going to replace Brianna Taylor. And it was the state that took action that resulted in her death. That's a fact. Were the officers responsible? The system was responsible. And that's why I'm all about having a conversation, sitting down and saying, I think you're wrong, but we've got to figure out how to compromise. Abolishing the police is not a compromise. It's extremism. Defunding the police is extremism. As our populations expand and you have a tiny fraction of people threatening to destroy the the, the lives of innocent people, what are we supposed to do? And that means things are are going to start getting bad. And and, and listen, there, I I think uh, a lot of more libertarian people might say, yeah, get rid of the cops, weaken the powers of the state, Give everybody guns and it's up to you. And I understand that. I do. Absolutely. If you, you want to be responsible for yourself, so be it. And maybe that's a solution. Seriously, maybe it is. I'm not entirely convinced. I tend to be more of a liberal. But I, I, I tell you this, man, you know, I'd be more libertarian if people weren't going around shooting cops. It's just not the way to get anything done. None of this is. I'm worried about what happens now when uh, when right wing groups show up. But Andy No tweets the Antifa mob in Portland cheer as one of their comrades hurls an incendiary device at Portland police. That was attempted murder. Straight up attempted murder. Now, listen, it's getting bad, dudes. It's getting real bad. Antifa riders assault a cop who was knocked to the ground from his bicycle. A person then uses a metal bat to strike him on the head. 
They're trying to kill these cops. That's where we're headed. That's where we're at. I mean, we're not, not headed that. We're, we're past that line. Two cops shot in Louisville. In Seattle, they were throwing explosives. In Portland, they lobbed a Molotov cocktail to, at, a crowd, at, at, at a group of officers. In Seattle, a cop fell off his bike. They ran up behind him and cracked him over the back of the head with a baseball bat, a metal bat. This cop was wearing a helmet, but he still did sustain an injury. They are running up to cops and cracking them on the head with metal objects. They did it in New York a few months ago. And now we're getting to that point. I'm really worried about what's going to happen in uh, this weekend, in a few days. I'm really worried about what's going to happen come November. The good news is, and I am so happy to report, the internet here works. Dude, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I get, I can see mountains out my window, and it is beautiful. Truth be told, I've always wanted to kind of live in the middle of nowhere and just have my own space. I'm going to set up like an archery range in the back. We want to build a shooting range. That's going to be fun. I just want to get away from all this stuff. But there were, you know, you, you guys know that I live in basically the Philadelphia area. And there were, there were riots out there in the past couple of days. I don't want to be any, I don't want to be anywhere near this stuff. And it's just getting worse and worse. And so here I am out in the middle of nowhere, happy to report that even though my internet is trash, it's just good enough. We were able to do the live stream last night. So we're going to keep doing the show. We're going to keep reporting. And now the good news is it's time to expand. I'm going to start hiring some of these reporters. Some of these guys who are already on the ground, I'm going to see what we can do to work together. I can make sure they get funds and we can do some legit live late night reporting and maybe actually bring you some, uh, some legit breaking, uh, breaking news and heart and, and legit reporting from the ground. That's what I want to do. Seattle police released photos of the cracked helmet. Man, I am so uh, uh, happy this officer was wearing a helmet. And that's what it's about, right? This cop was wearing a helmet when they ran up and cracked him over the back of the head. What if they shot at him and he wasn't wearing armor? And so this is where the interesting concept of demilitarization comes in, because I think we have a problem when we, when we see officers wearing this crazy tactical gear with massive shields. But am I going to be the person who goes to that cop and says, take off your armor, put down your shield, take off your helmet, your buddies who got shot? Don't worry about that. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm sorry, left. You know, I, I, I said just the other day, uh, Maybe we have regional departments that can have armored personnel carriers and, and, and special tactical units and things like that. And, uh, and maybe, maybe that's how we respond to this stuff. But the bigger philosophical conundrum is, is, uh, is twofold. The first is we didn't need police to be t- decked out, armored and armed to the teeth when we had less dense population. We didn't, we didn't need it. Um, because people were spread out. And, you know, if a crowd showed up, then I guess you'd have locals who defended themselves. And maybe that's the real problem. I'm, I'm going to say something controversial. Maybe the problem is, is a combination of population density and gun laws. You know, I, I, there's that saying, an armed, uh, an armed population is a polite population or, or an armed country is a polite country or something, something like that. Armed society is a polite society. If these rioters are, are marching around and they're in a place where they know everyone's armed. I mean, things could get bad and that would keep people from attacking others. The challenge becomes we've, we've told only the police, you can have these weapons. You can defend them. So you can defend yourselves. You can't own less lethal weapons. And, and mo- I don't think you can own them at all. Cause I was like, I was looking at this. I'm like, what if I just want to have a beanbag gun? Cause I don't want to shoot somebody. Nope. Now nah, you can, you can have, you know, a 45, uh, uh, you know, revolver or you can have a, a Glock. 17, you can have live ammunition, but not less lethal ammunition. We've said straight up in many of these cities, we don't even want regular people to have these weapons. 
And so only the police can. Now these people feel like the cops can't do anything to me. I can do whatever I want. They go around burning things, smashing things. Maybe the problem is people can't defend their own businesses anymore and they don't have the responsibility to. Because I tell you this, it's a much different story if the rioters show up in New York City and they're like, we're going to go smash things. And all the small business owners are standing there in their stores, polishing their guns. Maybe I'm not saying that's the solution. I'm just saying maybe, maybe I can't tell you all the answers. And I'm certainly not advocating for everyone to be armed. Absolutely not. My personal opinion is that you'd end up with a lot of dead people. So we so we ask the police use less, less, less lethal munitions. The police say we want to be safe because some of these people shoot at us. Congratulations. You now have uh, cops who are armored, armed and riding around in MRAPs and APCs armed to the teeth and armored because you ask them to do it. I'm I'm more than happy to sit down and discuss what the solution is. But let me tell you where I think we're headed. In this tweet, this Twitter thread, Trump coup plot trending 108,000 tweets, Biden 2020, 533,000. You mean to tell me after last night when you shot two cops, when you bashed a guy over the back of that, when you threw a firebomb, now you're telling me we want Joe Biden? Get out of my face there. But but listen, it's not about what I think. It's about what's happening in this country. The polarization, the fact that they're saying Trump is trying to stage a coup when they're the ones changing the system. Trump said he didn't know if he, there would be a peaceful transfer, transfer of power because of mail-in ballots. They blame him for that. You're the ones who changed the rules. It doesn't matter if we are right or wrong. You know why? It's happening. They're literally doing it and they believe they're right. The people who believe Brianna Taylor was just in her bed. We know that's not true. We know the cops weren't serving a no-knock warrant. We know they knocked because even Brenna Taylor's boyfriend said they did. He just said they didn't say who they were. The cops said they did. Maybe he just didn't hear them. It's that simple. And now you want to burn everything down because of this? If we cannot absorb a margin of error in our society, it will collapse. And I think this is, you know, I was thinking about this and I get scared because I'm like, what if we are reaching the limits of what a, a, a constitutional uh, a republic can handle in terms of individual liberties. What if the population density and the demands of individuals is just reached a point where the media won't allow it? They'll lie. They'll smear the cops. I mean, but even CNN was 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 defensive of them. I mean, in, in, in an honest sense. But it doesn't matter because the propagandists want power. The left wants power. And so they'll lie. And, and I think the right does, too. But as I can tell you right now, the right is way more moderate and accommodating than the left. Although I will say I was saddened to see many people last night on the IRL podcast getting mad that we had a guy on who disagreed, absolutely disagreed. They were they were giving us a thumbs down. I'm like, I'm not I'm not I'm not here to, to, to uh, you know, just tell you what you want to hear. We had Maj Toure on the IRL podcast last night. He had some views on social justice issues in American history people disagreed with. So what did they say? I'm not going to support you anymore. I'm thumbs downing. Dude, you know what, man? So be it. I'm going to have conversations with people and we're going to disagree. And I'm going to have people that sometimes are going to say their thing. And if you disagree with it, you're free to do whatever you want, to stop supporting me, to give me a thumbs down, do all that stuff. Do it with my blessing. I don't deserve anything from you or anybody else, but I'll tell you this. I am not here to just puff up a political tribe. And if that means we have someone on the show or I have a conversation with someone and they're wrong and I get it wrong, these things happen. What do you think the left says about me all day, every day? 
I think I'm right. But don't, you know, you want to come at me and say, you, you know, you refuse to support me. I, I can't. I, sorry, man. That's just the way it's going to be. You either accept that I'm not perfect. And sometimes people are going to come on the show and we're, and they're not going to agree with me. That's just the way it is. And I'm, I'm disappointed to say, cause I, I expect a lot more people to be willing to be like, if you think the guy's wrong, you post in the comments and you post in the super chat, you say this guy's wrong and I'll read your comments. I will do that because I want to make sure we're getting it right. But when I see this, this, this emotional raw reaction and I see just how, how intense things are getting with Trump coup plot, that's bunk. I just feel like we're headed towards some kind of mass unrest. I think you know exactly what's going to happen or you can have a good idea of it. So I hope you've taken the precautions. I wasn't the only one who warned that things were going to get bad in Louisville and that you should get out. Two cops got shot. I'm sure most people are fine, but this weekend will likely be worse. I wish I could see the future. I can't. I can only make predictions. Okay, they announced this. Now they're going to start preparing their strategy for the weekend. And we will see this weekend. I'd be willing to bet it's going to be worse than we saw with George Floyd. Maybe this will result in a Trump landslide. So I'll tell you what, never interrupt your your enemy when they're making a mistake. I'll leave it at that. And and, and 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 I'll, I'll say it one more time. I don't deserve anything from from any of you guys. If you like my content or if you think I'm at least trying then and you think I'm deserving of that thumbs up and that subscribe and that support, do it to it. If I'm trash at what I do, toss me to the gutter, man. It's your right. And I can respect that. You want to give me a thumbs down? By all means. Absolutely. I'm not perfect. Far from it. I don't think anybody is, but I'll do my best to try and make sure we represent as many voices as possible. We get our facts straight and we, I try to deescalate, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 PM on this channel. Stick around and hopefully the updates won't be too, uh, too worrisome, but, uh, I'll have more news then. Adios, everybody. Considering what's been going on over the past several months and considering what we just saw the other day with the Breonna Taylor case and the widespread riots, I'm going to be a bit more careful on the story than I normally would be. You see, this is a story about a house that was set on fire, or at least police suspect it was arson. It was the home of a Trump supporter who flies a Trump flag and on his garage was painted Biden 2020 BLM and the anarchy symbol. I am not going to mince words and come out right away and say I highly, highly doubt this was legitimately some far leftist hunting down and targeting some Trump supporter right winger. The people who own the property say there was something weird that happened earlier, you know, 10 days earlier where someone was taking pictures of this guy's vehicle because he had Trump flags on it. I'm also not going to pretend to know everything. But come on, man. I remember the Jussie Smollett hoax. He said they came out and yelled MAGA country and were like, what? When has anybody done that? And why would people write Biden 2020? Even Biden voters won't put up signs for him. You think the far left tracking down Trump supporters are going to spray paint Biden 2020? Now, listen, I'm not saying I know what happened. This may be legit. That's why I'm saying I want to be a bit more careful and respectful. I think, in my opinion, I lean towards somebody is trying to hoax us. But, you know, some people responded and said, come on, man, these people are really dumb. So who do you give more <laughs> credence to? Like Jesse Smollett claiming that two guys came up screaming MAGA country, threw a rope around his neck and splashed him with bleach. That sounds like a caricature. But we know the left is really dumb. So would they actually spray paint Biden 20? Well, yeah, I mean, it's possible because they are really dumb. And to be fair, a lot of people pointing, you know, talking about this said, these people don't want to vote for Biden. Oh, shut. 
they do. They, they do. I'm sorry, man. Look, I, well, I'll put it this way. Maybe they don't want to vote for Biden. The joke is they say, uh, uh, uh what, what does the bumper sticker say? Biden. Okay. Fine. I guess. Cause they just don't like Trump. So yeah, they think Joe Biden's going to give them what they want. Let me read the story. I don't want to, I don't want to bury this too much. They say police suspected arson levels garage at home with Trump 2020 flags. Political graffiti had been spray painted on a structure. Police said, I have the photo. You can see here, it says Biden 2020 BLM and the anarchy symbol. Let's read, let's read what they say. Dennis and Dina Mala walked through what remained of their garage and vehicles after the garage burned in a suspicious fire at their home in Brooklyn Center early Wednesday. A suspicious fire before dawn Wednesday in Brooklyn Center destroyed a freshly vandalized residential garage where Donald Trump presidential campaign flags were displayed, authorities said. Police and firefighters responded, responded to the blaze in the 6900 block of North Morgan Avenue shortly before 4 a.m. It burned down the detached garage and totaled three vehicles inside, according to police. Minor damage was done to the house and no injuries were reported. Officers and firefighters helped the family save three dogs and four puppies from the home. Police said this fire is considered suspicious and our investigation remains extremely active. A statement from police read officers saw what appeared to be fresh spray paint on the garage that read Biden 2020 BLM and an A with a circle around it. According to police, the symbol is often a reference to anarchists. Deanna Deanna and Dennis Mola said they were asleep in the house along with their two-year-old son and five-month-old daughter when the fire erupted. We heard an explosion that shook the house, said Deanna Mala, who ran to the basement where her husband was finishing up his final day of quarantine after contracting COVID-19. She said her husband climbed out of a basement window in his boxers and t-shirt and saw three people running and picked up a box of matches. Once the fire was under control, Deanna Mala said, police show them a photo of the graffiti on the garage door. There was one Trump flag on a camper and a second one along with an American flag on a pickup truck, she said. She recalled a troubling experience her husband had about 10 days ago while working in downtown Minneapolis on a construction site. His pickup with the Trump flag was parked nearby when someone drove by slowly and took pictures, she said, and feces was later left at the vehicle when he was on a water break. I think things have gotten way out of control, said Dennis Mala, who was born in Ukraine and moved to the United States at the age of four. I'm not one of those confrontational people. I just feel very, very sorry for my parents just because they wanted to leave the USSR for us to have a better future and life in America. For them to see my express uh, for them to see me express my beliefs as a Republican. It's crazy to think it came down to this. While troubled by the anti-Trump messages left on his garage, Dennis Mala said it shouldn't affect how people vote. Police commander Garrett Fleslin said that while investigators pursue a motive, everything is on the table. We are keeping our minds and our ears open. We're just going to let the evidence take us where it goes. Along with local agencies, the FBI and the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives are also investigating the fire. A reward of $5,000 is being offered for information leading to the to the identification of whoever is responsible. Tips can be called and they give a number. Barely 10 hours after the fire roused the family, Deanna Mala choked up when talking about how close her children were to the burning garage and vehicles. They saw that we have a jungle gym and toys in the backyard, she said, to put our babies in harm's way because you don't agree with our politics. Just don't put our kids in danger. My son smells like smoke. We do not know why, what's really going on, and we have evidence. 
simple solution. Um, I got unfortunately the simple solution would point to a political motive. I, I look, I'm not saying I believe that's the case, but think about it. Just because the message seems stupid doesn't mean the individual was smart. The, the, the graffiti could be stupid because the individual, I mean, anybody willing to burn down a building is also stupid. So if you were to tell me that a stupid person spray painted something stupid and then started a fire, I'd be like, sounds like that person's really dumb. Somebody started the fire, right? They suspect arson. Maybe it wasn't. We'll see what the police uncover. But it does reek, doesn't it? It's it's look, we've seen so many stories like this, and it's typically the left that does it. And that's why I'm not entirely convinced to, to lean towards distrusting this family. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment because I'll tell you what, man, a lot of people are coming out and saying leftists are attacking this family. It's like, eh, don't play that game. We saw what happened with the left when they played that game. They played that game with Jesse Smollett. We all saw how that went. Now, I'll leave it for the evidence. But I got to tell you, I have a, I, I am I am biased towards believing it's entirely possible. Now, like I said, the reason why I think the simple solution is that someone did this for political reasons, because we have a bunch of really dumb people harassing Trump supporters. And dude, the New York Times just reported the other day that Antifa went to someone's house and they threatened to burn down their home for having an American flag. Do you remember the story? Nellie Bolas of the New York Times reported on this and they said something like, you know, it was a really it was a puff piece where they were like, some protesters get confrontational. It was about a guy. Uh, it was about a bunch of people. But one of the stories it opened with, and I respect they opened with this, was a man who said that this group of Black Lives Matter people were marching through the neighborhood, anti-fund Black Lives Matter, and stopped at a home that was flying an American flag. They demanded the person take the flag down. Otherwise, they would come back and burn that home down. So when you tell me there's a story where just the other day, Somebody spray painted this and then burned the house down. I say this lines up with a lot of what we're seeing with the violence, the rioting and the fires. Now, let me stop right there. If we weren't in the midst of a massive crisis, I'd probably lean more towards it's a convenient excuse for an insurance claim. But they didn't destroy the entirety of the house. So what's the insurance claim really going to get them? They're going to have their garage back. I don't think that this guy decided to burn his house down so he could score political points or anything like that. It doesn't seem to add up. Again, we'll know for sure. We'll see where, where the, the, the evidence takes us. But it's, a, it's unfortunate we're, that, that we're at this point where it is easier to believe that some leftists saw this guy with a Trump flag, saw his house, and decided to set a fire to it and spray paint some ridiculous message. Now, the left, of course, is saying Biden 2020 and BLM. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, dude, you guys believe Jussie Smollett and you're doubting this? Come on. You've got people going around threatening to burn down homes. They literally threw flaming debris into the building of uh, of the Ted Wheeler, his condo building. And they and the New York Times has reported that in, in Portland, they said, we're going to burn your house down for flying an American flag. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to believe it. I'm not saying I do necessarily. I'm saying, unfortunately for you leftists, you have no right to claim this is fake. You know, this is a, this is a hoax or staged. Let the evidence dictate. You lost all credibility when you backed Jussie Smollett. So will you come out now and say, oh, this poor man being targeted by leftists? Of course they won't. But don't expect me to come out and condemn this guy when you literally have them going around threatening to burn down homes. I started this video by saying I don't really believe it, right? Come on. It seems so crazy. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I'm going to have to reserve judgment. Whereas normally I'd be like, get out of here with that graffiti. These people, 
Listen, they do want to vote for Biden because they've said Biden is. I'll, I'll give you the quote I heard. The, 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 I think it's the best uh, uh, su- summation or summary. They said it is easier to overthrow a dopey old man than a fascist. That's the way they see it. They see it as if they get Joe Biden into office, they can easily take over. But Donald Trump is tough. Donald Trump just banned critical race theory in trainings. And now he's gone further and he's banning it in like contracts working with the government. And let's see if he goes for schools next. Trump is striking back. Trump is deploying the FBI. He is coming after these people. They do want Biden to win. Now you might say, yeah, but come on, Tim, why would they do this? They know it's going to hurt their cause. No, they don't. Joe Biden's in panic mode, running out of his basement as fast as he can, which is not particularly fast because the the, 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 the rioting is hurting him in the polls. And I've got data for you right now. I have got data for you right now. Biden is hurt by this. Why do they keep rioting then? Because they're dumb. So if they spray painted something stupid like Biden 2020, I'd be like, listen, man, you've made it too easy for me to believe you legitimately did it. But but mark my words. It is it is it is very, very likely, very likely that it turns out somebody else did it. Now, I'm not blaming the family. Somebody may have wanted to burn his house down and they thought, I know I'll do this to throw off the cops. Anybody dumb enough to burn a building down is dumb enough to think that'll work. We may never know. There was a church that got burned down, had some leftist screen, you know, stuff uh, spray painted on it. We never found out. At least I did. Maybe maybe you guys know better. I didn't see what, would, what had happened with that. Was that a hoax? And listen, I'll tell you what. It always falls in this direction. There are a lot of conservatives, a lot of Trump supporters who are very tribalist, just diehard tribalist. But you know what I see as a tendency? When, when I tweet about this, there's a lot of people saying, yeah, let's, we, we should all revert reserve judgment. A lot of people are saying it, it fits their MO, but let's not fall into that trap. And I'm like, exactly. It does fit their MO. They are kind of dumb, but we better not fall into that trap. I'll tell you what, if it turns out that this was staged, you know, like they literally burned the garage down. Don't get me wrong. But if it turns out that someone did this to like mask their crime, I would not be surprised. But unfortunately, the left has given us too much evidence to suggest they have no idea what they're doing and they are hurting Joe Biden. Take a look at this from Fact Tank. Pew Research. Support for Black Lives Matter has decreased since June, but remains strong among black Americans. Take a look at the data. Support for Black Lives Matter down since June. Percent saying they strongly or somewhat support the Black Lives Matter movement. So from from uh, uh, September's numbers and June's numbers, among all adults, Pew is tracking 67% of people supported Black Lives Matter in June, only 55% today. It's more, it's most pronounced among white people from 60% to 45 and Hispanics from 77 to 66. Among Asians, it has dropped as well. Among Republicans, it's been cut more than half. Did you know that in June, 37% of Republicans or people who lean Republicans supported Black Lives Matter? And now that now it's down to 16. Even among Democrats, they've dropped four points. Among black voters, they're up one point. They say Black Lives Matter movement has been in the spotlight due to the summer's protests. Protests, Pew? Spare me. Riots. They say the recent decline in support for the Black Lives Matter movement is particularly notable among white and Hispanic adults. In June, a majority of white adults, 60%, said they supported the movement, now fewer than half at 45. Support for Black Lives Matter still remains strong among black voters. They mentioned the partisan divide 
in support for the Black Lives Matter movement, which was already striking in June, has widened even more among Republicans and those who lean to the Republican Party. The partisan gap is similar among white adults. About nine in 10 white Democrats express at least some support for the Black Lives Matter movement compared with 16% of white Republicans. And while about half of the white Democrats, half of white Democrats say they strongly support the movement, just 2% of Republicans say the same. Now, they don't really go into the detail as to why that is. But I, you know, they say, and they say protest, but I think it's fairly obvious that this is happening because, because of the riots. I was talking to a friend earlier. Two cops got shot the other day. And these Black Lives Matter extremists were also trying to burn and mutilate a bunch of other cops. I got issues, man, with police brutality. It happens. It does. And I'm not saying it's as widespread as they claim. I'm just saying it happens. And I think most of us don't like that it happens. Andy No tweeted out a video where the cops are starting to advance. I think it was in Portland or Seattle. I'm not sure. And a man was laying on the ground and one cop walking his bike walks it over the head of the man. And that just got me so angry, dude. Do not ask me to come out and defend you, okay? If you're going to pull stuff like this. But I'm not going to blame all of these cops because one dude did something dumb. And that's what these people can't see. The cop who did something wrong is a bad cop. The other cops, okay, I get it. They have their issues. I say the same thing about the protesters, The far left extremists that go up blowing stuff up are bad and the peaceful protesters are good. But if you want to come to me and say, ACAB, all cops are bad, they use a different word. And I'm going to say, if you want to play that game, I'll say all Black Lives Matter are bad just because you got a bunch of bad ones. I'm not going to throw everyone under the bus. Now, to be fair, I think Black Lives Matter as an organization is crooked. I think their, their mission statement, which they recently deleted, I guess, was detrimental to the black community and to marginalized communities. I think that they were, they're over, overwhelmingly just bad. But I don't believe they're bad because of the extremists. I think their, their organization is. If you want to tell me you think policing is broken and all cops are bad because of the, because enforcing the laws, that's a libertarian argument in a lot of ways. I hear it. I'll have a conversation about it. But if you're going to claim because one cop did something bad on camera that even I'm angry about, that all cops are bad. No, dude, get out of here. You want to peacefully protest? Do it with my blessing. Respect. Much respect. You want to be a cop? Help keep us safe. And that means issuing citations. And sometimes sometimes people get jammed up, get mad about it. Uh, Yeah, do it with my blessing. For a functioning society, cops need to be able to make arrests. And we're not always going to be happy. But I do think it's fair to say we need reforms. I do think it's fair to say that we've got bad cops. I think it's fair to say that many of these protesters who go out are bad people, too. It's almost like we're individuals. And if we can deal with the bad individuals, we can make this work properly. But I'll tell you where it always leads to. It leads to them shooting themselves in the foot. So here's the point about Black Lives Matter. If you told me that this was legit, if the cops come out and say, we caught the guy, it was a defund the police activist who did it, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. I'm sorry. I I do believe it because they don't understand they're hurting Joe Biden. They've also expressed support in in voting for him. Now, they complain that Joe Biden isn't far left enough for sure. But have you seen that video of that woman? She's like, I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. It's like voting for a Republican, but he's a fascist. He's a, but I'm sorry. She's like, Trump's a fascist. Ah." The video went viral and she's like freaking out, like shaking the camera. It's like unhinged and nuts. These people, on the far left who show up and go nuts, say straight up, 
voting for Biden is better because at least he's not a fascist. Many of them say Biden will agree with with us on certain policies. We can pull him to the left. Is Biden far left enough for the far left? Of course not. But they're going to vote for him. Not all of the far leftists will vote for him, but many of them will. And that's the point. Look, on the surface, I see a story like this. I just don't really, <laughs> I don't really see it. Man. I don't really see it. But uh, something changed. When it comes to Jesse Smollett, if you were to tell me that there were roving bands of MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters attacking people, and then I heard Jesse Smollett's story, I'd be like, guys, I mean, this has been happening. But for Jesse Smollett to be like, at 3 a.m., I was getting subway, walking in a part of town in Chicago where nobody really ever is. Seriously, I'm from Chicago. I know that area is barren. There's nobody there. The NBC clock and the, like nobody, nobody lives there. Okay, people do live there, but still, it's like, come on, man. We used to skate there at three in the morning. It's, it's bunk. I didn't believe it. Okay, but I still reserve. I say, we'll see what happens, right? I always do that because you got to have evidence. I'm not going to jump the gun right now. I'm sorry, guys. We have widespread Antifa violence. We have them setting fires. We have them tagging dumb things that make no sense. And we have them threatening to burn down houses. So as much as I can joke and be like, I feel like it's probably not the case because it seems too crazy. These people don't get it, man. And I think we're dangerously close to some kind of dramatic. I don't, I don't want to say it again, you know, but civil war, because l- 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 let me show you Michelle Malkin. She tweeted Black Lives Matter as a domestic terror organization, quote, tweeting David Riley, who said Black Lives Matter is a uh, domestic terrorist organization, who quoted this guy, Matthew, who said Black Lives Matter is a domestic terrorist organization. People are quoting this and passing it along because they really do feel that way. So what do you want me to what do you, what do you, what do you want me to say to you? Do you want me to say that it's clearly a false flag while these leftists tweet it's not a real a, a real arson? You've lost all credibility. And now I think we're heading towards what's going to be a dramatic conflict because it doesn't matter. This story, Justice Smollett and this don't matter. You know why? The left believe Justice Smollett. That's it. They don't care. They don't care about the follow up. They didn't issue apologies. The people who went on TV didn't come out and say, whoa, some people did for sure. Comedians made, you know, made jokes. Dave Chappelle made jokes about it. But they don't they don't come out and say we were wrong about this. Now, when it comes to the burning down of this house, there are going to be many people who say, we're going to err on the side of it being a legitimate attack, and therefore we will prepare as such. That's why the FBI is probably involved and needs to be. If this is a hoax like that Bubba Wallace thing with the fake news, it turned out just to be a regular whole pull cord. We should know about it. But of course, how's Bubba Wallace doing? That's his name, right? Bubba Wallace. Uh, apparently, he's got like some great contract. Do you see how this works? So don't be surprised if we see more of this. And I would think it's funny if like the civil war we end up seeing is actually a bunch of Trump supporters faking attacks on themselves while Antifa fakes attacks on themselves. And like no one's really fighting. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't think that's the case. But I don't know. You comment. You tell me what you think it's all about. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Timcast. It is a different channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all then. So in the normal course of my day doing my thing, looking for news, I get a text message. And it's from somebody who's pretty famous. And I look at it and they're like, yo, this guy made a video for you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's called Message to Tim Pool. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I got it back to work, though. So, I'll, you know, I'll check it out when I can. I get another text message, this time from another person who's also <laughs> pretty famous. And they're like, man, this guy's message to you. It's amazing. And I look at it and I'm like, wow. I was like, man, this, this, this guy's getting a lot of traction. It's like, I, I got I to work, though. Then my Facebook lights up. 
I get people tweeting at me and I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to watch this video. And uh, it's a video from a guy named Gary Lamb. You're going to you guys stick around for this one. This, this is an awesome story. First of all, Gary, thank you so much for the video. Let me let me just say, uh, I, I, it's kind of crazy to me. So many people watch me. I'm sitting in this room staring at a camera. I just talk about my feelings. That's really what I do. I mean, I believe in trying to best understand what's going on. That's what I do. And from my research, trying to make sure I have the facts correct, I form an opinion. And then I just talk about how I feel. I've likened what I do kind of to, to, to like a kind of therapy almost, where it's like I get to express my feelings on the world and, and, and give my reason for doing it. There are a lot of people that don't like me for doing it because I'm like, a, I'm like a middle of the road dude with like some left wing opinions on a bunch of traditional wedge issues. But I've been I've been growing disillusioned by the Democrats because instead of offering me up the real issues, they keep playing the same game, attacking Donald Trump. And Trump is not that bad. In fact, he's done a lot of really good things earlier on in, in Trump's you know presidency. There were a lot of things I didn't like because foreign policy is, is, is you, you guys know me. I complain about foreign policy all the time. So this message is not just for, for, for Gary Lamb, but it's also for Donald Trump. You see, what ended up happening with this video is that it started getting a ton of traction. As of right now, it's got 265,480 views. This video isn't just about me. Gary Lamb in this video, he says, thank you to me, I guess because he watches my videos and I unlocked him. I, I showed him maybe a, a message count, counter to the mainstream media. But something really nuts happened. The madman has done it. Donald Trump has pinned a portion of the video to his Twitter page saying to Gary, thank you. I will never let you down. Gary, you are the American dream, man. No joke. So am I. And there are a lot of people who find it every single day. Is Donald Trump the American dream? Well, some people on the left would argue he's not. Some will argue he, he is. I don't think just because Trump was born to a wealthy family doesn't mean he can't find his own American dream. The dude was born wealthy. I can respect that. He had advantages many of us didn't have, but he turned a million dollar loan from his dad into a billion dollar net worth, eventually becoming the president. The dude has certainly been able to accomplish his goals. The, the, the fact of the matter is the American dream is about making it for what for yourself. You might not become president. You might be born rich, but are you going to make something of yourself? Are you going to improve yourself? If Donald Trump just stayed where he was and was the son of a rich family and just lived in luxury, he could have done that his whole life. Instead, he built an empire and then became president. And after becoming president, he's actually seen his net worth go down. I think that shows there was a sacrifice on his part. I think Donald Trump really does care about about this country. And I think it's fair to say, man, there are absolutely things you got to criticize the guy over. I'm not here to play games and prop up anybody's tribe. I'm not here to put on a MAGA beanie and wave a sign and just tell you what you want to hear. I just talk about my feelings. That's really what it is. Gary, you did the same thing. You made a video and you just told your story. You spoke your truth as you see it. You explained your feelings and the president noticed because this is how things work when you work hard. Let me tell you guys something, which you got to realize. Many people may not know this. You may have seen these videos from, from Gary Lamb. Or I'm sorry, you may have seen this video from Gary Lamb. You may have seen the president himself post this video. But did you know that Gary's been working hard for a really, really long time? This is not a, there's, there's no such thing as an overnight success for the most part. Gary's been producing videos forever. Here's a dude who's been working at it 
telling his story, expressing his feelings. I don't think it's necessarily about me. I, I look, a lot of people are hitting me up. I'm getting messages from people saying that, look what you're doing, Tim. Look who you're in front. No, 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 dude, 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 dude. I turn this camera on and I just talk about my feelings. Some people agree with me, I guess. Some people disagree, but I guess people respect it enough to want to watch it. Maybe it's because I do a good job. They think so. I don't know. Sometimes I get things wrong. I just pull up stories. I read them. I talk about what I think is important and I try and work hard every single day. I try to do the best that I can and do the most that I can. And it's kind of getting a bit crazy working too much, 16 hour days trying to make this thing work. But what you got to realize about this video from Gary and getting the shout out from the president, Gary put up a new video a couple hours ago saying, what is happening with him and his wife smiling and laughing? That's awesome, dude. Let me, let me, let me show you what we see here is the American dream in action. And this is, and that's why this is for Donald Trump too. Donald Trump, you put out this video from a guy who's been working hard at it for a long time. All of these videos that he's been making over the past couple of years, this is not some dude who just one day made a random video, got blasted out by the president, and that was it. An overnight success. This is a dude who's been sharing his feelings. Look at this. Gary Lamb's got a video on the Netflix story. He's got a video. Time to get some momentum. Not afraid. Amazon back to work. He's got videos about polyamory. He's got a ton of videos. This is a guy who's been putting up videos, even though, look at this, one video only got 66 views. One video only got 88 views. One video only got 74 views. Did he stop? No. He said, I'm going to keep going. Dude, I checked out your channel. It is awesome. And this is what I keep telling everybody. You know what gets me down sometimes? I've had a ton of people say, I want to do what you do. You know, before I did all this YouTube stuff, before I was just explaining my feelings and doing research and sharing stories in these videos, I was traveling the world. And I've been to dozens, like, you know, several dozen countries, more than several dozen. And I've been in conflict and crisis. I got to experience history firsthand around the world. Eventually, it started to get more and more difficult because people started to notice me, they started to recognize me. And then when my safety became an issue, I adapted and I, I started doing things like this. I had a lot of people ask me, what can I do? I want to do what you do. I want to, I want to get a big YouTube channel. And I said, Start doing it. Start doing it now. No one's going to hand this to you. The people who go out there and say they're going to give you things, they're going to give you, I'm going to give you this. You deserve this. This is your right. No, 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 no. We have rights. We have negative rights. Like I can speak. I can defend myself. I can freely move around. Positive rights, however, that gets, that's a little bit more difficult. That's a reference to saying like, I am owed something. Now, I, I do believe that we as a developed civilized society can have social programs that work so long as we're careful and we're willing to accept when they, when they go wrong and we take them down. We can't just say we're going to keep giving people fish. Now we got to teach people to fish. And that's what I believe in. So I lean a little bit left on that, on those issues. But the key is working hard, getting started. And you know what I hear from these people? This is my complaint. They say, Oh, you're, you're fortunate. You're privileged. You had money, Tim. That's not true. My success right now is because I was rolling that snowball down the hill and I started with nothing. I got started doing all of this stuff, sleeping in the park in New York City during Occupy Wall Street. I had I had a couple hundred bucks. I took a bus ticket down to New York City and I slept in that park and I hung out and it was fun and I was driven to do it. And one and day by day, I was putting up new videos. I was working hard. It turned into a career. And here I am, not an overnight success, a decade in the making. That's the American dream. That someone like Gary 
has made videos all the time. Going, look at this. A week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago, he's been he's been putting in the hours, even when he couldn't necessarily even see the light at the end of the tunnel. He was driven. He was passionate. You can be just like Gary and you can be just like me, because the only thing that we have that maybe you're missing is that we just started doing it. Check it out. So Gary eventually hit that sweet spot. He made a video, a message to Tim Pool, and a lot of people were saying it's about me. It's not. It's not. It's about Gary and it's about Donald Trump. Look, I'm a guy who's sitting here talking about his feelings and maybe that helped. But what we really have here is this guy, Gary, worked really, really hard to figure out his life and solve his problems. And event and that and that message about how he solved his problems and how he respects and appreciates Donald Trump translated into people. Re- they, they saw that message. It resonated with them. It wasn't some dude who just one day made that video. And then everyone said, wow, look at this guy. He's great. No, no, no. He's been working hard every single day. And eventually one of those one of those lottery tickets was the right lottery ticket. That's it. Chance favors the prepared. That's the saying. If you work hard all day, every day, you start getting more and more views. Look at even the video before this one got 1,100 views. His video after this gets 13,000. It'll go down a little bit. You know, you, you got to make sure that you just keep doing your thing and you do it better and better every day. So now we have this dude, Gary, in his truck explaining his job, what he does and how he sees Donald Trump as 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 a path, a way out. Of course, the left is coming after him. What does that even mean? What is what has Trump even done for you? Trump got black unemployment way down. And here is a black working class man saying he, he respects and appreciates Donald Trump as someone who helped him. Here's a guy saying that for 47 years, Joe Biden did nothing for him. So I'll tell you, first and foremost, respect the perspective, the feelings that people might have. Under Trump, everything got really good. Before that, things were rough for this man. That doesn't mean it's a universal truth. And it doesn't even mean Trump did it. But I think we give Trump, uh, uh, Trump deserves respect for his victories in the in economics. The economy was improved, the best numbers of our lives. What Trump said, what set out to do, it worked and it worked for a lot of Americans. And it's that simple. Now you can talk about a lot of things Trump has done bad, but people in this country view Trump favorably on the economy. And if you ignore that and you ignore the story of Gary Lamb, you will lose in November. So let me just, I I try to keep these segments short. Gary, thank you so much. This is awesome. Isn't this like the coolest thing ever? I, I was just, you know, I saw the video. I commented on it. I said, bro, you're the American dream. Because this is a guy who's been working hard all the time, and now he's getting attention for his hard work. He's making it happen. And the president notices you. Now, come on, we get it. You said good words about the president. He liked what you got to say. He's going to blast you out. Not everybody, though. So here, so here you go, man. That's it. It's the coolest thing ever to have some dude, you know, making his YouTube videos, say thank you to me. I respect it. I'm humbled by this. I am just, I'm just telling my story the same as you're telling yours. And then the president takes notice. And now here we are in this cool, very personal back and forth, something that wasn't possible a decade ago, two decades ago to have the president of the United States put out your message, man. Now in that message, it was just the portion where you're talking about Trump. I'm kind of glad he doesn't say my name because I just like sitting here telling my story and doing my thing. And I, I, I think, you know, that's what we should all do. Just work hard and, and do what we, we, we can. But don't ever, don't ever let them tell you you can't make it. Don't ever let them tell you. They say you'll never succeed because of your gender, because of your race, because of your age. No way, dude. Rodney Dangerfield was like 50 when he became famous. He never gave up. Gary, Gary Lamb, they'll probably tell you you're, you're, you're oppressed, you're marginalized. You work hard. The president will shout you out. The same is true for me. 
mixed race high school dropout from the south side of Chicago. You work hard. You can make it. You can make it. It may you, you may not become a millionaire. You, know, you may not become president, but you can succeed. The American dream is real. It never left. They're just trying to convince you you can't do it. Don't let them get you down. Every day you wake up, decide what are you going to do today to be a little bit better than you were yesterday? And when those people try to try to drag you down, crabs in a barrel, they call. They see you climbing out. They pull you back. Don't let them do it. Tell them, no, I know what I need to do. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to find that solution. And you can be just like any anyone who's made it. Thank you so much, Gary. Guys, check out Gary's YouTube channel. It's just Gary Lamb. Donald Trump tweeted out the video. People are sharing it. A message to Tim Pool. Subscribe. And Gary, it's time to start working harder on those videos and getting more views. And then you're a YouTuber now, bro. You got 11,000 subscribers. Guys, thank you all so much. This has been a blast. I got a couple more segments coming up in a few minutes, and I will see you all shortly. Rank and file union members snub Biden for Donald Trump. And this will serve as kind of an addendum to my main channel segment. I did mention this, and I just did a segment talking about this dude, Gary Lamb, who put out a video thanking me, got recognized by the president, showing it's not necessarily just union members. There are working class people that are fighting every day for a better life that look to Donald Trump and say thank you for the work he's done in the economy, protecting their rights, and doing a better job than Democrats. You see, in 2016, Donald Trump did really well among union voters. He outperformed. And right now, it's looking like it's going to be similar. In fact, it may actually improve. And this is, I got to say, man, a lot of this is Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden's disrespectful, okay? No, he is. What do we see in the past? Remember that video where the union worker approached him and said, you're trying to take my guns away? And the dude and and Biden yells at him. What do we see when these people ask Joe Biden several times? They say, hey, I'm concerned about this policy. Biden goes, I'll go vote for Trump then. What? Dude, this guy's disrespectful. I got to shout it out to the last segment I just did with uh, with Gary Lamb. What does Trump do when a guy says, thank you, Donald Trump? Trump posts that message and says, thank you. What does Joe Biden do? When a guy comes up to him and says, I want to vote for you, how do you feel about this issue? And then Joe Biden says, ah, if you don't like it, you go vote for Trump. Joe Biden's mean and disrespectful. He's a crony establishment player. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see unions flip completely. Now, what Politico is saying here is that the union members are snubbing Biden for Trump. Trump's holding his own. Not that he's necessarily making any big gains. But you remember that story from the Iron Range? We got the story from Duluth News. Iron Range mayors pitched Trump with Pence. As the vice president spoke at the Clure Public Marine Terminal on Friday, six Iron Range mayors voiced their approval with a well-timed endorsement letter. This story is about a union stronghold in Minnesota, a Democrat stronghold, where six mayors endorsed Donald Trump. And you know why this story is so important before we read it? From the New York Times, how Trump can win. The state by state polls could be off in a systematic way, as they were in 2016, when they underestimated Trump's white working class support. Pollsters have tried to fix that problem, and there is no reason to believe they have failed, as the Times' Nate Kahn says. But polling is an inexact science, made harder by the decline in landline phones. The bigger issue is the campaign isn't over, and Trump could gain support in the final weeks. One possibility is that the coming Supreme Court confirmation battle will sway some conservative voters who are dissatisfied with Trump. If the campaign were a referendum on his presidency, they might vote for Biden. If the confirmation battle instead gets them thinking about whether they're conservative or liberal, they could come home to Trump. The most important part of this is they say 
that the polls in 2016 underestimated Trump's white working class support, rank and file union members. They think they fixed it. I don't believe they did. Why? It was Politico, in fact, that said they still haven't figured out how to get non-college educated white voters. It's not even about them, though. Now, if Trump makes even tiny gains among any group of white voters, he wins. If Trump makes any gains, uh, 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 if Trump gets at least 3% more support, I'll put it that way, from the black voter, from black voters, he will win. Nothing else. The fight is Joe Biden's to lose. Right now, Joe Biden is projected to win if everything stays the same. But I think the polls are busted. Let's read the story from Politico and see what's up. Joe Biden has pitched himself to voters as a union man, a son of Scranton, PA, who respects the dignity of work and will defend organized labor if he wins the White House. To rank and file members in some unions, especially the building trades, it doesn't matter. They're still firmly in Donald Trump's camp. Labor leaders have worked for months to sell their members on Joe Biden, hoping to avoid a repeat of 2016 when Donald Trump outperformed among union members and won the White House. But despite a bevy of national union endorsements for Biden and years of what leaders call attacks on organized labor from the Trump administration, local officials in critical battleground states said support for Trump remains solid. We haven't moved the needle here, said Mike Kinsley, executive secretary treasurer with the Ohio State Building and Construction Trades Council, who estimated that about half of his members voted for Trump in 2016 and will do so again. Even if given all the information that's been put out there, all the facts, just pick an issue that the president has had his hands in. It doesn't make a difference. Why are union leaders trying to sway votes? That's what I don't like about unions. What, who are they working for? Is it, it What about them being union leaders makes them support Democrats? I don't trust it. I don't trust it. The regular working class people are split with many saying Trump. I wonder how many more would be saying Trump if their leadership wasn't trying to convince them to vote a certain way. Now, look, I get it. You can lobby anybody you want. You're a, you're a union leader. You're going to do so. But why is it that all these leaders are not split either? I just find it strange. I don't trust the unions. They say among members of North America's building trades union, there is a dead heat in, sing, in six swing states with Biden receiving 48 percent of the vote and Trump 47 percent, according to an internal poll shared with Politico. He has a very, very, very solid foundation of our members, said James Williams, a vice president of the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, whose survey of members painted a smaller picture. They connect they connect with his messaging and a lot of the fear mongering going all the way back to when he was first elected with be afraid of the immigrant, the immigrants here to take your job that resonated with our membership. They feel like their way of life and their way of living is under attack. And without really understanding the, the dynamics at play, I mean, the immigrant worker is being abused by employers. It's really fascinating. I remember when Donald Trump, oh, it was a Trump administration, did a raid on several chicken processing plants and they deported something like 600 people. And guess who came to fill those jobs? Americans. You know why? It is a lie when they say that immigrants take these jobs cheaper because Americans won't do it. It's a lie. White people, black people, Latinos, people of all different backgrounds showed up. And when they were asked, why do you want this job working in a chicken plant? One dude said it pays more than McDonald's paid $14 an hour. It's not necessarily the living wage the left wants, but shouldn't these guys deserve that too? You know what I can't stand? 
The left comes out saying minimum wage, $15 living wage for everyone. Yet they want they, they, they don't help the American worker who's begging and they act like Trump is lying. Why is this union leader lying to these people? I don't understand who's uh, who's lining his pockets with gold. I have to wonder. I haven't had positive experience with the, with, with union leadership. I respect the working class individual, the union member, but I question the leadership and who their allegiance is to. The unions that I've been in and, and have experienced have been crony and they've colluded. You know, they they want to appease the, the management, you know, the managers. And I, I, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. I don't think the system is working for the people. And when they come out and they tell you, even Bernie Sanders says that mass immigration will will displace low skill labor. It's bad for American workers. We need a certain harmony. Okay, here's how it works. Getting rid of all immigration would be a disaster. You know why? Because then workers would be jumping ship left and right, and it would it could help contribute to inflation. You get a, a shortage of workers, industry can't grow. So you do want immigration, but it has to be controlled. That way, American workers are able to get jobs and immigrant workers are able to get jobs. Yet for some reason now, the narrative from Joe Biden is decriminalized border crossings and a moratorium on deportation. And union leaders are saying, no, 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 no. They're fear mongering about immigrants. No, Donald Trump's talking about illegal immigration. And so is Bernie Sanders. At least Bernie Sanders was until he went hardcore establishment. Surprise, surprise. These people do want to depress wages. And Bernie Sanders used to admit it. Now I don't think he's being honest. Now I think he's just sold out and become a millionaire. So you know what I think we're going to see? I think Donald Trump's support from union members is much higher, much higher than these people realize. Take a look at this photo. Look at these guys. Union dudes working union jobs. What has Joe Biden done for you? The Trans-Pacific Partnership under Obama? Why? So that your factory can be, can, can be sent to a foreign country? So that Chinese individuals will be, will be forced to work for garbage wages? Remember when we used to complain about sweatshop labor? Who was it? It was the industrialist right that they were like, hey man, a quarter an hour is better than no job at all. And I'm like, no, dude, seven bucks an hour is better than a quarter an hour, period. I don't care what you're doing. You, you don't take away American jobs to go, to go fund sweatshops. I tell you what, you come to me and you put that made in America sticker on it. I'm gonna buy it. I actively look for products that are made in America over products that aren't, even if they cost more, because I'm all about supporting the, my community and the workers and the people who are trying to get by. I got no beef with, with, with China's workers. Now, the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, yeah, lots. But the individual who wants a job, you guys got to start your own businesses. We can have trade. We can have factories in, in, in other countries. But I don't understand how these people are going to vote for a Joe Biden who is all about the TPP. Bernie Sanders and Trump were both opposed to this because we don't want our jobs being stripped away, being extracted from our country. And then good working class Americans are left high and dry. I, there's, a, there's a chart that the left likes to share. It shows uh, the, the wage growth going up. And then at some point, 1980, it splits and working class stagnates and the 1% keeps growing. Now, a lot of people speculate as to what caused that. I'd be curious if outsourcing caused that, if sending our factories overseas caused that, if mass migration caused that. We need to make sure that we have a good balance to our immigration system. 
That way, the immigrants themselves are better served and protected and can find their American dream much more easily. And we don't want to hurt American workers by depressing wages. So we got to make sure we do it right. But I wonder, is it possible the reason wages went down is because jobs were disappearing and people, the workers had to compete with each other for lower wages to find a job? If you take a factory out of Detroit and send it to China, there's still going to be a thousand workers in that city. Now that the factory is gone, who need work? They start making, they start applying at other, at, at, at other industries saying my salary used to be 50 K, but I'll take 40. I'm desperate. Then the next guy says, I'll, I'll do 35. You see the industry likes it. They like when people compete for lower wages in desperation. That's why I think the things that Trump's Trump's been doing in terms of trade and bringing factories back is not only important for the working class and our economy, but it's important for our national security. We didn't even have medicine because it was being manufactured in China. Oh, we can't have that, dude. We can't have that. I'll leave it there. Union voters. I think they're coming out for Trump. I got one more segment coming up in a few minutes and I will see you all shortly. Black Lives Matter protesters once again storming a dining patio and harassing patrons because somehow I think uh, uh, they think it's supposed to help them gain support. The Daily Mail reports BLM protesters storm Florida dining patio and threaten to knock out man protecting his wife. A cop is battered with a baseball bat in Seattle and a car rams Denver demonstrator demonstrators in ugly videos from a night of unrest over Brianna Taylor. OK, a car didn't ram demonstrators. At least the video I saw was they stopped and then pushed through them and the people fell off the car. I'm not saying it was a good thing, but maybe we should tone down the rhetoric a little bit. What I want to talk to you in this story is first and foremost, I mean, we can talk about what these guys were doing. Check this out. Now, this dude is getting a lot of praise. The old guy was laughing about it when these people got up in their faces and started screaming at him. And apparently this woman who was with him, maybe his wife, she was super angry. She's like, excuse me, this is my table. These people are going around harassing people. And so the gist of this, I'm not here to rehash. Yeah, there were riots yesterday. Yeah, the Black Lives Matter people are rude, crude, obnoxious, mean, violent. I'm here to talk about the left in general. And then I want to talk to you about what do we do about this police thing that's going on? You know, they want to defund the police. We got to have a serious conversation. But the left, in my opinion, needs to face some kind of political reckoning. All right. It's not just this story. It's this story. Jeering crowd boos, mask Donald and Melania and chant honor her wish as president pays respects to Ruth Bader Ginsburg at the Supreme Court. This video, man, it's shocking. It is disgusting. And there is something wrong with these leftists. Donald Trump standing at the casket of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and he is standing there respectfully honoring her. He was polite to her. He issued a statement and they jeer. This is basically a funeral, a memorial. And you would bring that dirt, that garbage. I can't stand these people, man. I talk to people all day. I talk to people all the time. I talk to leftists. I talk to liberals. And I don't understand why these people want to live this way. I see tweets from people like Jenk Uger of the Young Turks. All right. Let me tell you, I did a segment on the Timcast IRL podcast where I mentioned that, you know, and maybe I was a bit facetious. I said there's a tendency where you see, you know, at the RNC, you see people who are uh, chiseled and handsome. And of course, I was being hyper. I was exaggerating. I was making a joke, making a point. And the DNC, you see frumpy, overweight people. I said I was reading a study and I saw this. And what I get from it, from the study, is privilege, the gist of it. 
The left starts dragging me over this, mocking me, insulting my appearance. I never insulted anybody. I never called anybody out by name. And I only mention Jenk Uger now because he's kind of a mean guy. And I don't get it. Why? I know there are people on the right who are mean. Steven Crowder did a bit where he was making fun of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He put a skeleton up. I think it's funny. And he's allowed to do it. It's for sure. I wouldn't do it, right? I've had this conversation with Crowder about the Carlos Maza thing, where I was like, I understand you were poking fun and, and imitating all that stuff. I personally wouldn't do it. I recognize your right to, 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 to say these things and make these jokes. And, and, and to be fair, there's a difference between Crowder making jokes as a comedian and someone like Jenk Unger just insulting people's appearance, which he did for, uh, of me. And then uh, from this is something really fascinating. They did a whole segment on it. It was a guy, Nando Villa, who I know, and I worked with at Fusion and who I've always been cool with. And he and Anna Kasparian do this segment where they mock me, belittle me, insult my appearance, and then ultimately conclude that I was correct when I said that conservatives tend to be more attractive. Why? There's a study showing it. They, he, he says, oh, Tim conveniently left out this part. No, I didn't. It was clipped. You got some some guy. And I, so why is it? Why does it got to be this way? And, 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 no, no, and, and I'm not going to leave out the right on this one. There are people on the right who like to mock and belittle insult as well. Why does everybody got to be so mean all the time? Why do we got to have these crowds jeering Donald Trump and booing and stuff? Look, you got to recognize nobody's perfect. You know, it just so happens that I fall in a certain space right now. Like I'm going to vote for Trump. It has to do with what's practical, what's reasonable and who tends to be correct. But don't you remember when I was on at Occupy Wall Street? They loved me down there. Not all of them. The Antifa types, they hated me, but most of them were like, Tim, you're cool. Thank you for shining a light on what's really going on. Many of these people are now Trump supporters. It's the same thing. It's about what's rational, reasonable, empathetic, and respectful. And I don't see enough of that. I was critical when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Okay, I was critical of the people mocking her for her death and laughing and gloating. Nah, don't bring that grave dancing stuff to me, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't. I respect life and their ethical conundrums around what that really means. But I think we want to do our best to 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 work together and to compromise. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into like the mean people thing. But, you know, seeing this story, I just said there's something wrong with the left. OK, there's something wrong with this. I know people were yelling, uh, you were, da- were, were grave dancing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm not saying it's every conservative. I'm not trying to smear anybody. I'm just saying I saw enough of it. And I, I, I'm not here for that. And the left did the same thing with Herman Cain. Get out of here, man. Both of these people were national treasures. And I mean it. Now, there are things I disagree with, with, with both of these individuals about, but they serve this country to the best of their abilities. And that's what it's all about. And if you don't like what they did, you got to win. You got to win those votes. Herman Cain was particularly amazing. I remember seeing him in that. He, he's in a documentary called Uncle Tom and talk about inspiration where he said he was wondering why it is someone else is getting paid more. And they said, he's got a master's. And he goes, so you know what I did? I went and got me a master's. And I started clapping. I'm like, yeah, you solve your own problem. You did your thing. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, man, come on, man. She jumped over hurdles. She shattered glass. I respect people who fight, strive and succeed and believe in themselves. And I like, I, I like a country where we disagree. We get angry with each other. But when we shake hands and say, I'll be back, I love watching UFC fights after the dude wins and he walks over and they fist bump each other and they pat each other on the back. Because even though we know we're engaged in this conflict, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. What do we get? Sportsmanship. Good, good, good nature. The left is not bringing it to the table. But I, I, I wanted to make this about um, 
I actually wanted to make this segment about more about like uh, police and 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 what do we do? And I guess I kind of went off on a different uh, tangent, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to go for this, right? So I initially wanted to highlight this, these leftists. They go around. They're complaining about police. They, they no justice, no police. Defund the police. They say defund the police. Let me show you this 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 story. Shocking moment. Woman is tased and arrested for not wearing a face mask at a middle school football game. This video is horrifying. Why was this lady who was outside tased and arrested for not putting on a mask? Look, I think you just wear the mask. And I mention this all the time. Someone sent me this really cool mask, got a little beanie on it. You might, if you ever see me walking around, you'll see me. You know, I, I don't wear the mask outside. I won't, I, I don't. I, that's ridiculous. If I'm in close proximity to other people, then sure. But if I'm sitting on a bench, it's an empty bleacher, and I'm with my friend who I, or like someone I live with, why do I got to wear a mask? See, this is the problem with this cop. He didn't care about what needed to happen. He cared about what he wanted to do. And he wanted to tase and arrest a woman because she wasn't wearing a mask. When are conservatives going to say something's wrong with this? I think many are. And that's the interesting point. When we saw these people getting uh, getting arrested for opening their businesses, there was a lot of conservatives who are like, cops are losing their goodwill, the goodwill of the people by violating their constitutional rights. And now it's really fascinating to see this story. Two Daily Caller reporters arrested in Louisville. Why? Now, I get it. I, I get it. I know. I can tell you why. The cops don't know what's going on. They don't know who's who. And even if you're a journalist, they're going to be like, look, man, it's the heat of the moment. We got people shooting guns. You're getting arrested. I don't know who you are. And I don't have time to figure it out because there's explosions popping off. I can respect that. But guess what? The editor in chief, I believe it was, of the Daily Caller contacted the police and said, these two people are our reporters. We can confirm. And the cop said, so what? So what? Okay. I understand if you want to come to me and say people are going to get arrested. They're in a protest and mistakes happen. I've been arrested a couple times. And when the cops verified I was press, I eventually got released. I've never been processed. There's a difference between being arrested and being processed. So I was cut loose. These reporters, they confirmed the, 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 uh, the Daily Caller confirmed to the cops and the Daily Caller is pro cop for the most part. And the cops go and do this. Listen, man, when I say I'm for police reform, it's because we do have problems with police. I'm not stupid enough to blame the individual officers. That's the point. The cop who arrested them is surrounded by chaos. And these these, these Antifa people pretend to be journalists. So he makes the arrest. But now the system itself is refusing to acknowledge they arrested journalists. Legit. Confirmed. We all know them, dude. They've been following this stuff. That's not okay. That's not okay. So when I see these stories, and then I see these protesters, I'll tell you what the problem is. The protesters need to stop harassing regular people. The left needs to stop booing and jeering and being so nasty all the time. The same is true for many on the right, but you know what? I see more civility on the right. It's just a fact. The right is not getting violent. You know, They're saying nasty jokes and mean things, and they're allowed to. It's the left that's showing up and getting violent. It's got to stop. Then we can come together and talk about the Daily Caller or conservative outlet having their, their, their journalists arrested that I can understand, but then not being cut loose or this woman getting, getting, getting tased and arrested. We need to have an honest conversation. The only what's going to happen is if the left stops being so nasty. I get it. The right can be nasty too. I think Twitter is the problem for the most part, but I wanted to highlight these stories because I watch these, you know, I've seen these people get arrested, seeing this woman get arrested. I'm like, when are conservatives going to be like, hey, you know what? 
Let's have an active conversation about reforms. I guess it's, I got to point out the Republicans offered up the police reform bill and there, and that's what sends me to my, my, my default position. It's, it's the left man and the Democrats. Republicans said police reform. Conservatives are complaining about unjust arrests. The left doesn't care. They're not listening. I don't know what that means or how we solve it though. You know, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all then.